0: Topic Two Third Paper of Twentieth Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phyllis Vincelli. Twentieth Century Negro Literature, Topic Two Third Paper. By Professor R. S. Lovinggood. Will it be possible for the Negro to attain, in this country, unto the American type of civilization? Professor R. S. Lovinggood was born in Walhalla, South Carolina, in 1864. He came to Clark University, Atlanta, Georgia, in 1881, and remained in school nine years completing the college course and taking a course in carpentry. Immediately after graduating, he began to publish the Atlanta Times, a weekly paper which he continued for two years. He sold out his interest in the paper and was elected principal of a city school in Birmingham, Alabama, where he taught with great success for three years here he was married to miss lily g england in eighteen ninety four in the fall of eighteen ninety five he was elected to the chair of greek and latin at wiley university marshall texas and entered upon his work with enthusiasm his wife died in january eighteen ninety six leaving him a boy only ten days old he continued his work at wiley university for five consecutive years his success was notable in this position he wrote a work which has received favorable mention in several papers of high grade the title of the work is why hick halk hock for the negro he was married a second time on april twenty fifth nineteen hundred to Miss Maddie A. Townsend of Birmingham, Alabama. In the fall of 1900, he was elected to the presidency of Samuel Houston College, Austin, Texas. His success here has been notable. Though this is a new school, he enrolled 205 the first year. This is its second year, and the enrollment will doubtless reach 300. Professor Lovingood is a good scholar, a fluent speaker, and an earnest Christian. He was a delegate to the General Conference of the Methodist Episcopal Church in Chicago in 1900. He is quite popular with the preachers and the people wherever he goes. A bright future is before him and the young school of which he is president. I presume it is not necessary to show in detail what the American type of civilization is or will be, whatever that type is or may be. Will the Negro attain unto it in this country? Of the American type of civilization, this much may be said, that this is a government of the people, for the people, and by the people that all men are created with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness; that governments derive their just power from the consent of the governed; that in such governments each individual is entitled to all the rights vouchsafed to any other individual in that government; that everyone is entitled to stand on his merits as a citizen of the government taking this view of the american type of civilization will it be possible for the negro to attain unto it will the time ever come when the negro will stand on his merits in our government will it ever be that the negro will stand the same chance to be mayor congressman senator governor president, that he will be tried for crimes as other men are tried. No one who believes in the innate capacity of the Negro to achieve as high a type of civilization as any other race will question that it will be possible for him to achieve the American type of civilization along the lines of invention, commerce, philanthropy, scholarship, etc., The negro can be industrious patriotic courageous he can be useful in the community in which he lives he can be as good as anybody else no one doubts that he can be as meritorious as any other geographical lines cannot prevent the negro from being meritorious now If he is meritorious, will he be treated according to his merits in both church and state? Is it possible in this country that he will be treated according to his deserts? I take this to be the gist of the question, and it is a hard one to answer. The prejudice against the negro is more severe than that against any other people, and the prejudice grows stronger. Even the Christian churches are yielding to it. I remember that the plebeians in the Roman Empire, though of the same blood as the patricians, were excluded from the comitia, the senate, and all civil and priestly offices of the state for several hundred years, though of the same color. The statute of Kilkenny prohibited the Irish and English from intermarrying, In the 14th century, prejudice ran high and has not ended yet. The wail of sorrowful Ireland continues to go up before England for justice. I remember the sad story of Kosciuszko and the Poles. The Poles were white. Here we are of a different color, ex slaves, poor, beaten back by prejudice. Who can tell our future? We can only hope and give the reason for the hope that is in us. I believe it is possible for us to succeed in America. I should despair if I did not believe this. Why do I believe it? Here is my ground for hope. First, the Negro is the only race that has ever looked into the face of the blue-eyed Anglo-Saxon without being swept from the face of the earth there is that docility that perseverance that endurance long-suffering patience and that kindness in the negro which rob the pangs of the hatred of the white man of much of their deadly poison the negro thrives on persecution he never loses faith individuals may lose hope but the race will never the negro does not run against the buzz saw of destruction and this fact should be put down to his credit the saw will not whirl forever second the success of the last 37 years gives hope of ultimate triumph the negro has increased in intelligence in wealth in moral worth in population etc it is useless to give figures. All right thinking men admit this. I take no part in that view of a few pessimists that the Negro race grows worse, that the old time Negro is better than the young new Negro. The old Negro was submissive because he was not allowed to be otherwise. There is no character in slavish goodness. Character must be developed in freedom of action. Under freedom, a few young Negroes have gone to excess, but, thank God, under freedom, hundreds of thousands of young Negroes, in schools and out of schools, are struggling up the hill of virtue, of industry, of learning, not goaded on by the lash of the master, but impelled by a holy ambition that does not halt at temporary defeats. Third, So I believe the Negro will be as good as any. He will produce his poets, historians, philosophers, inventors, his men of commerce, his humanitarians. His present disenfranchisement will keep him along these lines. The best people in America are helping him. Besides the Negro's own efforts and such organizations as the AME Church— the American Missionary Association of the Congregational Church, the Freedmen's Aid and Southern Educational Society of the Methodist Episcopal Church, the Home Mission Society of the Baptist Church, and many other organizations are behind him with millions of dollars, with prayers, and with the souls and the flesh and blood of the best men and women of the world. There are good men, north and south, white men, who desire the Negro's success. Their number will grow. With these helps the Negro can become noble in character. He can merit the best at the hands of the American people. If he is as good and useful as any other class of people, will he be treated as any other class. Fourth, Now I will go a little further and say I know it is possible for the Negro to attain unto the American type of civilization, but is it probable? I even believe it is probable. The Negro is included in the All Men Are Created with Certain Inalienable Rights. He is included in the Our Father he is included in the whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you do you even so unto them now if the nation adopts some separate and unjust manner of treatment of the negro it must repudiate the declaration of independence it must repudiate the lord's prayer it must repudiate the golden rule can it do that and survive CAN IT PRACTICE INJUSTICE UPON THE NEGRO AND SURVIVE? SIN RECOILS UPON THE SINNER. INJUSTICE TO THE NEGRO WILL DESTROY THE NATION. FOR THAT REASON, GOOD WHITE MEN AND WOMEN ARE STRIVING TO BRING THE NATION UP TO THAT HIGH PLANE OF RIGHTEOUSNESS WHERE JUSTICE IS METED OUT TO ALL ALIKE. THESE GOOD WHITE MEN AND WOMEN OUGHT TO CONQUER. I BELIEVE THEY WILL. NOT TODAY, but tomorrow, Thus the negro, striving to be the best in the community, the white men, striving to reduce to practice the golden rule, may it not come to pass that they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning-hooks, and that the country of Lincoln shall thus become the land of the free and the home of the brave." Where all men of all races shall be treated in all departments of life according to their worth. End of Topic Two, Third Paper.